Hello dear friends. Oh welcome to English Lovers by Honey Dee. So today we are having our fifth episode um uh, on the topic of verb one more parts of speech. So today we are going to discuss about uh verb its definition and the kinds and uh, how it affects the sentence. So starting with the word verb uh we have two categories of verb but before that we'll talk about the definition of the verb verb in the simple sense means action because everything uh, that relates to action or is uh, helping in making some action possible would be the verb like uh, in case the verb is helping the action to happen then the verb would be called as helping verb or we call it uh, linking verb in a sense so then when the action is more predominant or action is being taught about or we talk about more in the sense of action then the verb used to be called as action verb then these two categories are subdivided in some other kinds but first of all how to define verb verb is the action happening in the sentence or verb is the state of action explained in a sentence or is spoken in a sentence or is written in a sentence then we have two categories as i have mentioned earlier that linking verbs and the action verbs so before uh, talking about the action verbs at length we'll talk about linking verbs in 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 brief in linking verbs we have two categories uh, because i link the sentence with the main verb or the main verb gets the help from the linking verb so these are assisting verbs in a sense to make the action happen they help but there are two categories of linking verbs one is uh primary auxiliary verbs and the second category is the modal verbs or we say modal verbs we don't say modal verbs we say modal verbs uh, and the other category i mentioned that is primary auxiliary verbs in the primary auxiliary verbs we have uh be has and do basically these are then uh divided into some other categories are are actually um explained further uh, when we talk about uh, the primary auxiliary verbs we have be has and do and what's so different about uh like primary auxiliary and the modal verbs that the primary auxiliaries can take the place of action verb sometimes when there is no other verb but only the primary auxiliary verbs used in the sentence then those won't be the primary auxiliary verbs but will act as the action verb or the main verb we won't say action verb because they won't make any action to happen but they will present the state of action when those will present the state of action then definitely those would be um um like uh, um action verbs but not mainly as an action verb but the main verb we can say that main primary ver- uh, primary verbs or we say that uh, like which presents the state of action so 
वी नीड टू एक्चुअली रिहर्स दैट थिंग वंस मोर दैट वी हैव द प्राइमरी ऑब्जलरी वर्ब दैट द प्राइमरी हेल्पिंग वर्ब इज इज टू बी यूज एज अ मेन वर्ब इन केस वी डू नॉट हैव एनी अदर एक्शन वर्ब इन द सेंटेंस सो दोज वुड बी कॉल्ड एज द मेन वर्ब दैर then the second sort of category that i mentioned that is modal verbs modal verbs are many number like shall will can could may might must need dare ought to and should would all these are uh, modal auxiliary verbs and the other other categories primary auxiliary verb how both are different from each other when the primary auxiliary verb <clears throat> is actually used as helping verb we see they are used accordingly the subject used in the sentence when we say he is working hard he is working hard here you see is is the helping verb used but which is used accordingly the subject he he is the singular subject that is why we have written is and the sentence whole of the sentence is presenting the tense of present continuous tense when we say present continuous tense then we have singular subject that is why we have used is here and then the main verb is working working v1 plus ing which is also known as present participle form of verb uh, is used in the sentence as the action verb but the linking verb is is so because he is used that is why singular uh verb is to be used so that is why we have used is but in case we have the another subject suppose they we cannot say they is help they, they is working hard we can say they are working hard why can we say that because uh they is the plural subject and the third person pronoun uh they then we have because in case we are presenting the present continuous tense and then we need to use are in case we are presenting the past continuous tense we need to use were so here they are working hard so main verb will not be affected at all but the linking verb would be affected because uh, the subject differs the subject got changed as a subject got changed we change the verb linking verb so Uh, there is some effect of subject whether it is singular or plural it has some effect on the helping verb but when we say uh, modal verbs modal verbs do not have any sort of effect of it modal verbs can be used with the singular as well as with the plural like shall uh, and will has some sort of difference with each other uh, like uh, shall will be used with the first person pronoun will will be used with the second and third person pronoun then then the rest of the modal verbs if we'll talk about that can could may might whichever it is then they can be used with sing- either singular or plural like they can take can also he can take can also like whichever pronoun we are using whichever person we are using we can use the modal verbs in any of the sense depending upon the tense that we are writing in the sentence so this is about the helping verb like what we did we did the two kinds of uh, helping verb one is the modal verb and the other is the primary auxiliary verb but we know that the primary auxiliary can act as a helping as well as a main verb depending upon the situation in the sentence in case we do not have any other main verb then the primary auxiliary verb will become the 
main verb that will become the action verb then we have the second sort of uh, verb we discussed that is uh, like we started uh, with the with the main verb and then that main verb now we will discuss at length now we have uh, different categories of the action verbs like the main verb we can have uh, um, uh, the main verbs doing the action or we can have the main verb uh, telling the state of action so it it will have their names accordingly that when they are presenting the action when the action is presented in the sentence like uh, suppose I, ha- i have an example like he uh, kicked kicked him harshly he kicked him harshly he kicked whom we got to know he kicked him harshly so we got that there is some object at last what is an object somebody who is at the receiving end would receive the action like who received the action him him is the the, the object in the sentence so if there is object present in the sentence uh, like if it is written at uh, like last and like when we have the the division of the sentence like we have he kicked him harshly he is the singular subject kicked is the second form of verb we are t- talking about the the past uh, indefinite tense so when we say past indefinite tense we are writing with the verbs the second form and that is known as the past form of verb in english grammar world so subject plus uh, past form of verb plus uh, the object if the object is present in the sentence we call such verb uh, to be the transitive verb we call it transitive verb in case the object is present in the sentence okay because the action is getting transferred to the object here okay but when the action is not getting transferred to the object and simply we have the action done but action is done like suppose if we are saying he kicked harshly he kicked harshly we know that kicking can be done with a physical action when the physical action is possible when the physical action is done then definitely uh, there is certain sort of uh, some action is done but there is no object written in the last at the last if the action is not written at the last then definitely we will call it intransitive verb because the action is not getting transferred to the receiving end so there is no receiving end so that's why we call it intransitive verb so two kinds of verb that is transitive and intransitive which has some action or we can say that which has some physical action there is no uh, object present in the sentence and uh, if if there is no object present in the sentence that is different case here we are talking about the physical action getting like uh, transfer from one end to the other end like from subject to the object if that is possible then that is the transitive but if it is if if there is no receiving end there is no object present in the sentence then definitely we have uh, only intransitive verb but then there is certain sort of intransitive verb which is also known as verb of incomplete predication how we call a verb to be verb of incomplete predication um, like when it tells a state of action but it does not represent any sort of physical action but there is we we know that what is the difference between the physical action and the state of action state of action or the or a condition told by the the or represented by the verb like if i say he is a teacher if i say he is a teacher if we write only he is there is no meaning of he is 
until or unless we are adding some predicate in in the complement form and here we are using the complement uh, noun a teacher a teacher is a noun uh, so which is added at the last to make the verb meaningful so verb of incomplete predication would be like which has incomplete predicate until or unless we are adding 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 some sort of predicate to it it does not have any sort of meaning so um like suppose uh, sun rises in the east so there is no action like suppose when when we say sun rises in the east there there is no physical action but done by sun uh, there is no uh, physical action done by anything so actually our earth used to revolve but here sun rises in the east when we say there is no sort of action going on okay so when there is no sort of action going on so we are simply telling a uh, uh, telling the condition um, of the sun so when we are talking about the state of action or the condition of something then definitely we use this sort of verb and we have to add only one thing that is a complement to the last so that the verb would become meaningful like if i say i have two pens i have two pens like it is also there is not no action okay it's it's just a state of somebody or something like i have i got two pens then i said that or even in case of the sentence the sky is dark sky is blue okay sky has a rainbow okay then definitely we are talking about the state of the sky so whenever there is a state of action being told then uh, generally the primary auxiliaries are used uh, to be in this uh, particular uh, state of action but there are other forms also where no action uh, used to happen like suppose i believe i'm not doing any action when i'm i'm believing on something that it is not an action done by me i don't do any physical action when there is no physical action happening or suppose uh, the sky appears to be dark or like appears appears is also what appears is also the verb of incomplete predication or we say that it because it is telling us the state of action only there is no action taking place okay so uh, appears to be dark dark, dark is we know that uh, adjective so complement is added also com- complement can be in any form it can be a, a noun it can be um, gerund it can be adjective it can be any sort of adverbial or whichever ad- adverbial phrase or like something when is added as a predicate to make the verb meaningful it represents the state of action the verb the verb there would represent the state of action so that is the third sort of category so basically the students used to uh, get uh, perturbed by this only like uh, what is this third, uh, like the third category uh, do do we know how to you know uh, differentiate between the transitive intransitive and the state of action sort of verb so we need to know about all all of them uh, uh, like individually okay uh, then there are some important points that you need to keep in mind about uh, uh, modal auxiliary verbs okay then here uh, first of all when we then used to used to is also the sort of uh, modal as well as uh, a- adjective modal verb as well as adjective it it works in the sentence as as well as adjective too so it can be modal verb or adjective so uh in auxiliary verbs uh they are used in addition to other verbs like we that's why we call them helping verbs let's have a recap of little bit and in in the mix of it that we are going to talk about 
you know uh, more about the modal auxiliary verb so what is so important about the modal auxiliary verb and that like i like about can could may might shall will should must or ought to uh, what is so important about them um, like suppose we are taking one example she can run fast she can run fast when we say she can run fast so can here is a modal verb and uh, run is the main verb so anything like uh, i can do it do is the uh, main verb can is the uh, like modal verb but what is so di- different about uh, these these modal verbs like other uh, modal verbs except used to need and dare uh, will be used with the main verb but these used to need and dare are also known as marginal auxiliary verbs when we call them marginal auxiliary verbs it means they will be they can be used as a main verb and as well as an adjective in the sentence like i am used to sleeping late at night so am is the helping verb so that is why used to here is used as an adjective when when we know that am is used as an adject, uh, like a helping verb then definitely there is no scope for used to be used as the um like auxiliary verb or the or helping verb so here it cannot be modal verb uh, it, it would be only adjective because am is used here as a helping verb so that is why then like suppose we are taking the example of you need not come tomorrow you need not come tomorrow like need is a uh, here here is a auxiliary verb or the helping verb okay uh, and come is the direct uh, form of uh, infinitive used in the sentence like here we are he, like next example is she does not dare to come home late so there are various examples which we can uh, use to um, you know differentiate between the auxiliary verbs so what are the mo- main points that you need to keep in mind about the auxiliary verbs like modal auxiliary verbs are not used as main verbs they are only used as helping verbs basically okay um, and can be used as an adjective in the case of the, these three like used to need and dare and uh, second rule is this that modulary uh, modal auxiliary verbs sorry modal auxiliary verbs are not used in verbs of first form second form third form ing and es forms case we cannot use with the present form of verb past form uh, past form of verb past participle uh, present participle as sorry es form of verb case we can use th- their forms do not change with the subject person or number we do not change them. like the modal verbs are not dependent we have discussed that point or earlier we are just rementioning that one uh, that we cannot use them like with in, in that case okay uh they are to be used with the singular and the plural uh, simultaneously they, we can use them with any of the subject so they are not depending upon the subject person or number okay then we have ought and use uh which is always used by the infinitive to plus verbs of first form okay then like we ought to respect our parents so ought to like uh, what else about ought to ought to would be used in case of the moral obligation when we have the moral obligation uh, like moral duty 
towards somebody then there we use ought to okay then uh, used to is uh, that uh, regular sort of thing that we do he used to come late that means on a regular basis he used to come late then comes the use of modal auxiliary verb how can we use them can denotes par can denotes par ability and capacity so could denotes past ability par or capacity like when we are talking about can we are writing in the present tense when we are writing in, in the could form we are writing in the past tense like he can kill anybody okay that is his power or strength he he could not kill anybody so that is again the same way but the tense got changed okay then can is also used for taking or giving permission so uh, but it is a little bit authoritative you can go now here we are giving some sort of uh, we have the authority that is why we gave the reply in that sense but we cannot we should not ask in this way can i go can i go now so that is very actually uh, uh, like disrespectful uh, we should not speak with the can we should not ask for the permission with can we need to say that may i may i okay may i go may i go to the washroom may i go for the may i go to pee okay something like that okay can denotes theoretical possibility theoretical that means which is not practically uh, to be done everyone can make a mistake it is not practically done by anybody but still it's a theoretical possibility okay everyone can make a mistake could is used to show remote possibility remote means which is not real one which is not to happen like in in the in the nearby cases it it is very far away uh, the remote would be that one there could be a bomb under your seat there could be a bomb under your bench okay so that sort of uh, very uh, horrifying sort of statement but do not have sort of any sort of fear because it's just a statement then fifth rule is can shows friendly request while could shows formal request could you please give me some water could i talk to mr shukla can i take your scooter okay now both able to and could and can show capacity hence they are never used together in the sentence so we cannot use i cannot be able to come tomorrow it's wrong it is very superfluous it is very uh, what we say exaggerated sort of statement so that is why we cannot use we 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 can use only one i cannot come tomorrow so one is to be used i will not be able to come tomorrow both are right one okay then comes may may shows possibility may shows possibility when when we are talking about the possibility like uh, it can be weak possibility it can be strong possibility here may is not even uh, less possibility not even expressing the greater possibility but a possibility a sort of possibility i uh, like it may rain tonight uh, usually use sentence everywhere it may rain tonight so possibility is there so then second rule is may expresses willingness 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 means desire uh, in an optative sentence may you live long so you desire somebody to live long so that is why there in the optative sentence 
वी यूज मे ओके देन वी यूज मे इन द सबॉर्डिनेट क्लॉज इफ प्रिंसिपल क्लॉज इज इन द प्रेजेंट टेंस वॉट इज द रूल लाइक इन केस वी आर हैविंग द प्रिंसिपल क्लॉज इन द प्रेजेंट टेंस वी यूज मे इन द सबॉर्डिनेट क्लॉज एंड सबॉर्डिनेट क्लॉज स्टार्ट विद दैट so that in order that or the subordinate clause denotes a purpose in case it is telling us about the purpose so we eat so that we may live we eat so that we may live so might shows less possibility might shows less possibility uh, like may expresses possibility neither low or high so he might pass the exam but seeing his intelligence i do not have much hope so uh, that is just an example uh, like uh, where might shows the less possibility okay in the in the second sentence if we say it may rain tonight it may rain tonight so that is having neither low or high possibility but the possibility is there must shows greater possibility or we can say that must is used when there there, there is something mandatory to happen or something which is which is uh, which we cannot skip okay he stays in five star hotels and travels by air he must be rich okay then like we must go back home like there is uh, a certain of mandatory thing that is to be done that is we need to go back so that is why must is used with the uh, mandation okay then rule number 6 says like when may shows a respect and request it is always used in interrogative form may i come in possibly or likely is never used with may remember that okay he may possibly come tomorrow so this sentence is very superfluous so we cannot use them together okay may possibly cannot be used together he may come tomorrow it can be possible he will possibly come tomorrow it is also right instead we can uh, like it is simple present tense we uh, is used like uh, he will possibly come tomorrow it is not actually simple present use here we would say that it is the 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 future indefinite tense getting used over here he will possibly come tomorrow okay uh then there are many other examples that uh which we can talk about for uh, explaining about these form of verb and then we have the action verbs also then we are dividing the action verbs uh into different other categories uh, like uh, like one is a kind of the verb and other is a uh, like uh, forms of the verb like we have the present form of verb past form of verb uh then uh, present uh, participle form of verb past participle form of verb all are used in different sort of tenses so that we can discuss later on for now it's goodbye thank you very much